This is the 4th and 1 Podcast. One of the hosts actually remembers the 90s, and the other barely remembers 2006. They do have one thing in common, though, high school football, and that's what we're here to do. The latest info from Logan County and the surrounding area high schools is right here on 4th and 1 Podcast. Here's Adam Faust and Tyler Avila. Hello and welcome into the 4th and 1 Podcast. I'm Adam Faust, joined with Tyler Avila, and uh, we are here, we are doing... High school football around Logan County and the surrounding area as well. Tyler, uh, good to have you here. What's on your mind right now? I'm just ready for high school football. I mean, the governor uh, earlier uh, last week, he uh, announced that uh, football is a go. Contact sports for high schools is a go. Made that announcement on the 18th of August. So I'm, I'm ready to get going. It's going to be a wild ride for sure, a short ride as well, because the season is shortened. But uh, I'm ready to get things rolling, Adam. Yeah, I'm super excited about it, too. Um, I, I know that earlier uh, this month, last month, the month before, mm-hmm. back in April, uh, Bill Tipple has been asking me <laughs> probably three times a week, hey, what are your what are your percentages on me too. NFL? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, imagine yeah. that. Yeah. What are your percentages <laughs> on NFL, college, and high school football being played this year? And I said, well, NFL's 100%. That's mm-hmm. just a moneymaker. That's a multi-billion dollar company and uh, that's all they do is make money and uh, yes it's entertainment it's sports but I said uh, 100% NFL college I'm about 80% I've been 80% college for a long time and uh, high school I was about 50% maybe a month ago two weeks ago I was 0% high school sports well let's flip the script on that one because (laughs) at least as far as the Big Ten is concerned and something that we hold very dear to our hearts Ohio State football that's looking at 0% right yep. now, and and uh, high school football is looking at 100% right now. So that, I mean, one, good for us because we get to do this podcast and yeah. talk about high school sports, which we obviously love. We did the uh, pregame and postgame show together mm-hmm. last year. Um, I look to be going out on the uh, road this year, hopefully, and then maybe doing some some games on, uh, on the bowl. But uh, either way, high school sports... Seems to be a go. It is. We're yeah. going to have a diminished capacity of fans. Yes. And you were kind of giving me a report about that earlier. So if you will, for our listeners, tell me what that diminished capacity of fans kind of looks like and what the landscape might be. So when Governor DeWine announced his uh, order with high school sports allowed to, to move forward, contact sports more or less with football and soccer because golf and tennis and everything was already underway, um, he put out a uh, spectator order as well. So about 1,500 or 15% capacity at outdoor events uh, with anything associated with the OHSAA, the Ohio High School Athletic Association. So 15% is your magic number for attendance. And looking at it, uh, each athlete will get four tickets per or if they live in a household where there's uh, more than one, uh, more than four in the house, more can be allowed into the game. So 15% is your magic number for uh, soccer, football, anything else that's contact sports-wise. Okay, so if I have, and now we were talking about this prior to uh, turning the microphones on, if I have a family of, say, six, mm-hmm. there's kind of a... Uh, uh, it's a leeway. Yeah, a yeah. leeway. That's the word I'm looking for for that. So, uh, you know, I can bring me and the the wife and the other three kids that aren't obviously on the field. That would be all right. Now, um, what I've also heard as far as crowds are concerned is that, um, yes, it's, uh, like you said, 
15% or something like mm-hmm. that. But basically it's restricted to like the marching band also, right? Yes, like, yes. So, so those parents can show up, those siblings can show up, and everything like that. Yeah. So, so we're good on that. And then, of course, us, you know, up in the press box, we're going to be probably socially distanced in some way yeah. as well. So it's going to look different. It's going to feel different. But man, oh, man, if everything goes right, and uh, I will tell you, full disclosure, we recorded this on uh, August 20th. So we are, what, eight days away? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, eight days. Yeah, next, a week from tomorrow. Yeah, next Friday. So if, God forbid, nothing else happened, right, we are going to have high school football a week from tomorrow. It's going to be great. If you're listening to this, uh, whenever we post it, uh, you know, it could be two days from now or, or whenever you're listening to it. It doesn't matter. The point being is that I never thought that that we'd be here. <laughs> no, However, not at all. I will still stand firm on the until I'm in a press box or sitting in a studio producing someone in a press box until that football gets kicked, I won't believe it. So <laughs> Fair enough. So that's that's kind of where I am because this whole pandemic has just been absolutely insane, <sighs> yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. we, I don't I don't care what side you're on, what you believe, what you don't believe, you're a masker, you're a non-masker, it doesn't matter to me. What matters to me is that this has totally just shaken all of our lives, and it's been mm-hmm. absolutely crazy. Oh, it has. And uh, also another thing regarding uh, fans and uh, stadiums and stuff, Lieutenant Governor John Husted he announced that there will be site inspectors at games to ensure rules are followed, with the punishment possibly being forfeits for teams and programs. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So there'll be uh, uh, spectators there reporting back to uh, the governor's office, the OHSA, whatever, to make sh- to uh, say, hey, this team's not following rules. Like they're not winning this game, okay. or to make just to make sure things are are uh, being followed because it's hard to manage what over a hundred, maybe two hundred schools in oh. the Buckeye State. I mean, there's three hundred and twenty-six high school football programs. Well, there you go. I was way off. Yes. So, yes. Are you talking <laughs> like secret shoppers? Is that is that kind of the vibe? Or are they going to be obvious? See, I don't know. It doesn't say in the post, because I saw it on Twitter from WOSN Sports up there in in the Lima area, that uh, that's what Houston announced. It doesn't say whether they're going to be hidden in plain sight or if it's just going to be blatantly obvious that they're there to make sure things are followed. Well, that's uh, that's an interesting uh, concept, and I'd like to be at the stadium to try to find out who it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of like it's kind of like seeing like a U.S. marshal on an airplane. Yeah, that, that's kind of the, the 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 thought that comes to my mind. So uh, anyway, without any uh, other pandemic or academic or academic attendance, <laughs> I don't know why I said academic attendance talk. Let's jump in. Uh, we've got some games coming up oh, yeah, next we week. This week, depending on, like I said, when you're listening, full disclosure, whatever. It's a podcast. (laughs) We can do whatever we want. Uh, We've got uh, three games scheduled for the radio. And uh, the WPKO game of the week is going to be Greenview at West Liberty Salem. And Mm -hmm. uh, that is going to be right here on uh, 98.3 WPKO. You can also follow along on uh, peakofohio.com. Pre-game for that, uh, Mr. Avila will be bringing you pre-game at 6.30, mm-hmm. and it's going to kick off at 7 o'clock. And uh, this uh, looks like it should be 
uh, a fairly good game. I'm, oh, yeah, I'm for really sure. excited for it. Um, I know West Liberty Salem last year, they made it to the third round of the playoffs and lost to a team that they had beaten earlier in the season last year. It was it's such a heartbreaker because they played West Jefferson in week eight. They mm-hmm. beat them 42-39. to 39. It was an absolute awesome game. <sighs> I remember that being here in the studio, waiting for that game to get over, over on 106.9 The Bull, so I can get the, the post-game show going. And just seeing that go back and forth, like... Oh, that was awesome just to witness. Yeah, it was it was absolutely fun. We had it here on the radio, and we, we had a good time calling it, of course, as well. Well, they're taking on a Greenview team that went 5-5 five and five last year. But Greenview, um, they are an early or rather a preseason uh, frontrunner to win this league, which is weird because yeah. West Liberty, West Jefferson, first of all, they exist. Mechanicsburg, I mean, the OHC is absolutely stacked this year. It's more or less the OHC North. I mean, in the North Division, you got West Jeff, uh, West Liberty, and, and the Berg all in there battling for that top spot. And then uh, Greenview, they could have an easy run there in the South. Yeah, and I mean, you got to realize too, Greenan there in the uh, OHC South, uh, they went eight and two last year. They mm-hmm. were five and zero oh in the league. They won the uh, they won the South Division, and uh, it's interesting because Greenan used to be in the CBC. Mm-hmm. I remember playing them. Um, we didn't play them in football really, but we played them in tennis. We played them in baseball. We played them in all the other sports when I was in high school, when they were in the CBC, and they were always really, really good. They were really good at tennis. But uh, to see what Greenan did last year, and then now that Greenview, like I said, they are uh, they are expected to be mm-hmm. really good. I think they're projected prior to the uh, you know restriction down to six games. I think Green, Greenview was, was projected to go like eight and two, with their only two losses being potentially West Jeff and West Liberty. <laughs> so we'll see yeah. what happens. But I'm really excited about this West Liberty Salem Greenview game. Oh, for sure. It's going to be a very awesome game to get things rolling off for the game of the weeks on 98.3 WPKO on Fridays. And uh, I talked to uh, Coach McGill, Dan McGill, head coach at West Liberty Salem, and about what he has to do, what the Tigers have to do to uh, go over on uh, Greenview. And he said they really caught the injury bug last year. So that's kind of why they had a a 5 and 5 overall 3 and 2 there in the OHC South. So it's going to be interesting to see how these two teams uh pair off week 1, especially with no scrimmages being played as well. Now I know um teams were allowed to scrimmage this past Friday and uh Saturday, but that's such a short notice to get a scrimmage in. So it's going to be uh, a lot of sloppy pay- plays for sure, but it's going to be a, a just a hard-fought football game from both teams who really haven't been able to to see what they got. Yeah, and uh, Tyler did, as he said, interview uh, Coach McGill there from West Liberty, and we've got part of that interview here right now talking about uh, the uh, things that uh, they've needed to do with COVID and social Mm -hmm. distancing. Now, Coach, how have you uh, been installing uh, social distance practices uh, during your guys' sessions and practices uh, on the field? Well, our practice philosophy was already kind of built for small group and in short bursts. Um, we, you know, you're not supposed to have continued contact with the same people. And I know just for the kind of general fan thinking, how does that happen? We, we practice in eight minute um, periods and then we change drills or change groups or something like that. So we're kind of constantly constantly moving and 
and it is difficult to have the same, you know, 43 kids there every day and then, you know, work um, to, to create that distance um, when everything in them is wanting to bring themselves together and feel that sense of team unity and all of that. Um, and we just encourage them to, you know, socially distance when they're not actively in a drill. And, um, you know, everybody's got their own water bottles. Um, everything's hands off as far as that goes, where the whole health screen, temperatures, hand sanitizing, mask, um, you know, when we're, when we're in indoor facilities, all of those types of things are uh, kind of the, I hate the phrase, but the new normal, it's, it's, the, it's the necessary normal, I guess. And that was Coach McGill there with uh, Tyler Avila talking about social distancing and things that they've had to do, of course, with COVID-19. You can hear the whole interview coming up this Friday at uh, the uh, pregame mm-hmm. for uh, the West Liberty Salem game on 98.3 WPKO. Tyler, let's uh, transition a little bit here as well, and let's talk about the 107.3 The Drive <laughs> game of the week. Now, right. this one holds... A dear place in your heart, and... <laughs> Yours, too. A little bit. I think a little bit more for you. True, true. Just because of, of who it is <laughs> and what it is. Now, it, it's worth mentioning, 107.3 The Drive is the home of the Bell Fountain Chieftains. So we are a Bell Fountain business, and uh, 98.3 and 107.3, 13.90 The Bell, 106.9 The Bull in Urbana. Of course, we are a local, you know, local radio mm-hmm. station, but... Yep. AM 1390 used to be strictly an AM station. Well, now it's a simulcast with an AM and an FM signal. Used to be the home of the Chiefs. Well, now it's 107.3 The Drive. And it is a crossover CBC matchup rivalry. And this used to be, at least back when I was in school, as far back as I can remember, this used to be either the last game of the year or the second to last game of the year. And it was senior night for me. I remember it distinctly. Bell Fountain won. <laughs> Rock and roll. Um, Indian Lake at Bell Fountain. A nice, Oof. lovely. This is like Michigan and Ohio State right? starting the season off against each other. I mean, it doesn't get too much better than this. Uh, the only way I think this could be better is if it was Urbana and Bell Fountain. But you know what? We don't have that this year. So let's rock and roll. Technically. With- well, we might. We'll get There's to that. a possibility. We'll yeah. get to that in a couple weeks. Either way, Indian Lake Bell Fountain, it's a great rivalry. It's an old rivalry, and uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. Oh, yeah. I'm just upset that I can't be there for it. Oh, you and me both. And well, I won't even get the chance to listen to it because I'll be in the FM studio producing Chad's game yeah. for uh, Greenview and West Liberty here on the peak. And. Oh, I mean, I went to both schools. Uh, most of my life, I was uh, an Indian an Indian Lake Laker, and then I graduated as a Bell Fountain Chieftain. So, like, this game is the do-or-die of my fandom between both schools. So, it's going to be a, an instant classic. And also, I want to see how Bell Fountain starts off the year um, with a new football coach. Yeah, definitely. Coach uh, Jason Brown. A new going, old coach. Correct, yes, a new old coach. Coach Brown was uh, the head coach back then. Now he's back, has some more stuff under his belt, uh, more experience under yes. his belt uh, there to, to to be the head chief there for Bell Fountain. For sure. And going up against a, a probably a 
a classic coach here within the last 15, 20 years. Oh, and yeah. Dave Coburn. Coburn is just, I mean, and he's a stand-up guy, too. He is. He's he really great. Is. Every time I get a chance to talk to him, every time we roll up to the stadium to call games, uh, you know, he recognizes us. Hey, guys, what can I get for you? Here's your uh, rosters. Here's your media uh, packet. Uh, grab some food, blah, blah. I mean, it's, it, I mean, you would think it was a college. Yeah. The way that he treats us just because it, it's great. And, and Coburn, God bless him. He's amazing. And uh, Jason Brown, I mean, he was uh, he was the head coach. He took over for uh, Greg Peitzmeyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Peitz was the uh, head coach when I was a freshman, and then Jason took over when I was uh, a sophomore. So I, I you know, I, I knew Jason way back then as well, and now he's back, and uh, he's looking to do stuff. And it's, this one's going to be fun because do you remember the score from last year? I do. I actually have it pulled up right here in front of my face. Bell Fountain won this game 35-34. to 34. Indian Lake missed an extra point to lose this game. And it was... Do you remember the ending to this game? Because I think... Well, it was on It was on 107.3. It track. was, yes. I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, because I'm, I'm, I think we were both here, because I was kind of back and forth. Like, I was here one week, and then I was on the road with Chad another week. I'm pretty sure this game came down to like a fourth and two or a fourth and one at the goal line, and Belfountain stopped the lake, if well, I remember correctly. I got the scoring summary here. So in the fourth quarter, Tucker Newland had a 28-yard pass from uh, Grant Smith to go up 35-21 over the lake. Yep. Then the lake had two score, scored twice in that fourth quarter. Clay Jacobs had a 47-yard touchdown rush, and Derek Klein, he had the kick. Then uh, Clay also had a seven-yard score to put them within one, and then Klein missed that okay. tying uh, PAT. That extra point. All right, that's right. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. But then the end, like the very, very end, wasn't Indian Lake driving? They were. I want to say that that's what happened, and it was like it was like a huge deal. And, man, I was up and down. I was all over the place. <laughs> you were. <It> <laughs> Oh my heavens! Help me! Like it was like that. It was like that twenty six. It was like that twenty seventeen Ohio State yeah. State game. That's really oh. what it felt like. It really, really did. And it was, it was pretty cool. I mean, and it was great. And as a you know, as a proud, I mean, I went to Bell Fountain from kindergarten through my senior year. Like I never went to another school. I never transferred anywhere. We never moved. I lived actually in West Liberty. And I, you know, my parents asked me. They were like, "Hey, if you want to transfer to West Liberty, you can." And I said, no, all my friends are in Mill Fountain. That's where I want to go. So that's, you know, that. not that mm-hmm. I wouldn't have wanted to go to West Liberty. I yeah. Just, by, yeah. The, by then it was like eighth grade and it was like, well, I'm not going to change now. Yeah. You know, I mean, if I have a, if I have a choice, sometimes you don't have a choice, but yeah. So that was a, that was a fun one. So I'm really, really, really looking forward to that one. Um, wherever I am, whether I'm in the field or whether I'm here in studio with you, uh, we're basically probably going to have to get text updates on that one. Oh, for and, sure and everything else but we will keep you apprised of course on all the games and uh bill tipple actually had an interview with uh coach jason brown uh earlier uh last week and uh, we've got that for you right now here's a part of that right now we're talking about final football coach jason brown and first of all jason again congrats to you uh, on uh being the head coach again i know the news became official in January, but since that time, what have you, the other coaches, and the players been up to? (laughs) 
Well, it seems like a hundred years ago that that happened, but, you know, we got let out of school early and everybody had to stay away from each other and we tried to get workouts from old alumni like Dak Notstein and Zach Mossbarger to, to get our kids to do at home. And we went through that period and that phase of time. And uh, then finally in the summer, we got the green light to come here and start our Chieftain workouts. And that's really where we started to lay the foundation for this football season. And uh, all these different head coaches and coaches at different sports got together. And we put all our athletes together here this summer. And we really just went to work. We did everything outside in an effort to be safe and socially distant. And I was just so proud of our other head coaches and the coaches of other sports and all of our athletes. I mean, there were days, you know, we had six or seven days where we had over 90 kids out there working out with upwards of 17 coaches. So it was just a great testament to Chieftain Pride, um, to our programs and the men involved in our programs. And it was just a real joy to work together. And honestly, we're seeing some of that spill over into the fall where, uh, you know, our numbers have jumped up and, and we're seeing an increased participation. That was Bill Tipple with Coach Jason Brown of the Bell Fountain Chieftains. All right, Tyler, we've got a little bit of time left here, and uh, I think we've covered a lot and yes. the time is just flying by, and we, we, we're trying to keep this thing down to a specific time limit, but uh, it's a podcast, so, you know, it's not like we have to get off right away or anything like that. Let's discuss one more game here uh, that's going to happen later on this week on Friday the 28th, and that is going to be on 106.9 The Bull, the Champaign County Game of the Week, and that is going to be Kenton Ridge and Graham. This game's going to be at Graham. Graham last year was four and six. Mm-hmm. So a little bit better than they've been kind of, I guess, over the last, I don't know, maybe five, six, seven years. But uh, Graham just, I don't know, they're so small. You know, it, it, it's, and they have, I mean, let's be real here. Graham does one thing and one thing really, really, really well. That's wrestling. And that's wrestling. Yes. Like, you know, even now that uh, Mr. Jordan is gone, um, Graham is still very good at wrestling. They did have some signature wins, though. They did beat Benjamin Logan last year, 34-32. I was at that game and uh, had a good time with it. Um, but uh, a few games that they they had kind of ready to go and kind of in their pocket that they just couldn't pull out. That would be Indian Lake. They lost 27-23 to the lake last year. Mm-hmm. Um and then they lost um, another close one as well to Tecumseh, 21-17. And Tecumseh, not good last year. I mean, for a D2 school, for a school that big to go 1-9, and nine, I mean, I remember when beating Tecumseh was like the biggest deal in the world. Yeah. You know, and that was before we had the divisions that we have now and the CBC and things like that. So, like, I remember a couple years where Bell Fountain would beat Tecumseh, any Lake would beat Tecumseh, and it was like, oh, my gosh, how did you beat Tecumseh? They're, you know, they're all the way down there near – they're in New Carlisle. They're yeah. almost in Dayton. Especially when you know? Tip City was still on the CBC. Oh, yeah. I, for, I forgot about that, too. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. So, anyway, Graham, I mean, they had some really – Really hmm. close losses. They had some close wins, though, as well. Layman Catholic, 26-20. to 20. Uh, They beat, like I said, Benjamin Logan, 34-32. Um, but they just, uh, what does Graham need to do to get over the hump? I mean, what, what, I mean, what do you do, really? In a, in a small town, a small school like that, what, 
What do you do? What can you do? Well, the key thing is, is seeing if how many seniors they lost, because if they didn't lose a lot, you, you're bringing back a lot of uh, really good players to get better this year. And granted, like we talked about with West Liberty to open up the, the, the show, I mean, we're kind of limited in how you can get your guys better with everything regarding COVID. And now with the month of August being the, the official month to start off sports, you're playing catch up yeah, now. Yeah, and I mean, sure. granted, you, you had people tell them to work out on their own and stuff like that. <laughs> but I mean, how many really, really did that? or really followed as much as they could to do it. So it's really uh, the players, want their mindset, wanting to be better than they were last year. I mean, looking at Graham, they went 4-6, and six, which is under 500, and still a pretty solid year for a school whose main focus is wrestling. Yeah. But they went 2-3 and three in the Mad River division of the CBC. But you, you got to look at who they played. You got North Union. Northwestern, who really turned things around last year, Indian Lake, who had a really good season uh, at three and two, they went six and four overall. Them and Northwestern both. So it's just the competition of really how is everybody playing? Yeah, for sure. And and as you mentioned, North Union, man, they <laughs> dude, they were lights out good last year. They went uh, seven and three. They were five and zero oh in the CBC. And uh, I went to uh, the game that. Uh, they played North Union against uh, mm-hmm. Indian Lake. We were at that game for uh, 98-3. 35-14 was the final in that game. I tell you, man, it could have been it could have been 75 to 14 the way North Union was playing that night. So yeah, it, it, it's tough for Graham and and like we said, you know, they're a small school and they don't have a ton of of you know enrollment, if you will, right. to really draw from. Well, the key thing is for Graham, they don't got to worry about any of the OHC play, uh, teams that they played. I mean, when you open the season last year at West Liberty, lose forty-one to nothing, that's going to boost or uh, drop your morale and your confidence right off the bat. And then looking at uh, Kenton Ridge, they didn't have a, a very bad year either. I mean, if you look at the Kenton Trail Division, not so good. They went one and four, but they were five and five. They went five hundreds. Yeah. Um, which is a little weird too. Kenton Ridge, I've always thought, is kind of more of a, a, a I don't know, power, if you will. Right. But they also started off against a powerhouse there in the OHC at Mechanicsburg, lost yeah. twenty-seven to three. Oh yeah. But they went on a pretty decent run with their uh, non-conference. I mean, they played Carlisle, Benjamin Logan. They were at Graham. They beat Graham last year, forty-nine twenty-one. And then they uh, obliterated Northwestern forty-four to seven. And then once they got back into the the Kenton Trail part, just downhill from there. Yep, yep, yep. So follow uh, Champaign County football all season long on one hundred six nine The Bull. And uh, let's just run down the schedules too. I don't think we did that. No. Um, I think it's probably prudent to to make that happen. So we'll just start here with uh, with Graham running down the schedule for. Uh, what they have this year, uh, Kenton Ridge to start off the season on Friday the 28th, Benjamin Logan on September 4th, North Union, that's going to be a tough one for them on Friday, September 11th, the big Champaign County rivalry, Urbana, they are hosting Urbana on mm-hmm. uh, September 18th, they're going to be at Indian Lake, that's a quite a drive, straight up 235, you just hop on that and uh, you get there in about 45 minutes on uh, September 25th, and then they are at 
Northwestern. So Urbana is actually going to be their senior night this year. Mm-hmm. And looking at the uh, the schedule of our broadcast, now this uh, schedule is subject to change week by week, but uh, for September 4th, we'll have Graham at Benjamin Logan on 98.3, and then on September 25th, we'll have Graham at Indian Lake. Yeah. as well and on the 18th or Ben and Graham as well on oh, 106.9 yep. so so that's a big one we always we always like to cover Graham and Urbana because that's obviously a huge rivalry uh, it might be the biggest one in the area outside of West Lib and uh the Berg yeah for I sure mean, it might be I mean Belfountain Urbana is always a big one but they've kind of it's like shied away from that I mean I understand it kind of but I don't like it mm-hmm. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, on 98.3 WPKO, our feature game, there is West Liberty. Uh, Tyler, if you have it, give me West Liberty's schedule for this season. Yep, pulling it up right now. And then, actually, uh, the schedule only has uh, two games from OHCSports.com. What are you guys doing? Come on, help us out. All right. Uh, we got Greenview, which is... Uh, Coming up here on 98.3 this Friday, August 28th. And then they also have September 25th, uh, West Liberty and Northeastern. There you go. And then for Bell Fountain on 107.3 The Drive, Indian Lake, Shawnee, Jonathan Alder, Kenton Ridge, London, and Tecumseh. So it never is easy. No. There in uh, the uh, Mad- Kent Trail. Or Kenton Trail, sorry. Yeah, Bell Fountain, if they they're gonna have a rough year, especially now that it's six games. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Granted, now every team in the Buckeye State can make the uh, the state tournament, state playoffs. But I mean, you got the powerhouses there, and Jonathan Alder and London. Oh yeah, it's gonna be will uh, not be easy. Kent no. Ridge is nothing to shake at either. Shawnee's gonna be good this year as well. So we'll see what happens. Tyler, I had fun with this one. It oh, was yeah. kind of a our maiden uh, voyage here on this uh, fourth and one podcast. Any last comments you'd like before we close this up? I remember all games kick off at seven o'clock, and then listen to the Ron's Pizza post game show on Mix ninety eight three WPKO. That will be immediately following the WPKO game of the week every Friday night with scores and highlights from all around the area. All right, be sure to check out the fourth and one podcast every single week for high school football around Logan County and the surrounding area. For Tyler Avila, I'm Adam Faust, and this has been the fourth and one podcast. That's the end of our possession. You can find Tyler on social media at Avila Tyler and Adam at Cherry underscore Coke underscore. You can also find the fourth and one podcast on SoundCloud, peakofohio.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to your podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. This has been the fourth and one podcast. We'll see you on our next drive.